You're listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast, presented by the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events, with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners. And here are your hosts for the Running Around Charlotte podcast, Tim Rhodes and DC Lucchese. When we think of strong toned legs, we probably think of two types of athletes, runners and dancers. They aren't mutually exclusive. And our next guest on Running Around Charlotte is proof. Alessandra Ball James spent 15 seasons with the dance company at Charlotte Ballet, performing countless hours as a sugar plum fairy and other incredible roles. She also runs, it's true, and she's an entrepreneur retiring from the ballet company in 2020 to open her own studio with fellow dancer Sarah Hayes Harkins. Talk about a dynamic duo. I bet they can dance circles around almost anyone in Charlotte. But Alessandra is here today instead to talk about her running life and her new life as an entrepreneur. Welcome, Alessandra. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? We're fantastic. And uh, DC is along for the ride. How are you doing, DC? I am well. I am limber. And I am ready to learn more new things today. All right. So I, I talk to people who are retired or who have recently retired. And often one of the things they say is, I have no idea how I had time to do all the things that I currently do and still work at the same time. How, how is retirement going for you? And, and, and uh, is the same true? The same is true. I almost cut you off and said the same is exactly true. I was just thinking it this morning because I went for a run and today's kind of an off day. Sarah Harkins, our company is called Everybody's Ballet. So today is a down day for us as far as lessons. And I was thinking about things I have to do and engagements that I've made today. And I kind of was like, how did I, how did I, you know, drop my son off at school, sometimes get a workout in and then go to ballet class and then work the whole day and didn't really think twice about it, you know? So um, retirement has been great. Starting up this business has been an incredible journey, a real learning experience. I'll tell you that. Now I've got to know now, cause you spent I'm more sure than a minute too. as the kids say <laughs> in the, uh, in the dance business. And we all know what running does to your feet. And we've seen the pictures of what dancing does to your feet. Good grief. How in the world have you taken care of your feet over all these years? Well, you know what? I think dancing for so many years in point shoes, I Mm -hmm. developed calluses. And Mm -hmm. I mean, with calluses, sometimes you get, you know, reoccurring corns. I'm sure like runners do as well. I was just feeling one kind of pop Mm -hmm. up this morning after my run. But I think, you know, from being in point shoes, especially just sometimes eight hours a day and it's brutal, um, you know, that kind of hardens up. It hardened up my feet, hardens up most dancers' feet. So Mm -hmm. running, you know, and I don't run like, like super long distances, but running doesn't really hurt my toes too much. And when it does, it's sort of like one of those things where you get used to muscling through a bit of that (laughs) dancing. So I'm like, you know what? I have other things. I have bigger fish to fry running, you know, like (laughs) I'm I'm trying to push my pace a little bit. I'm trying to do other things. So I'm like, one time I was running and 
I looked down at my heels and I was feeling like, I was like something, my heels, my heels feel a little funny. Like they hurt a little bit. And I got home and they both were just bloody and were bloody. But like I said, it was like, that's a pain that dancers are just used to bowling through and I was and I kept going and I almost felt like in a way a little proud because I was like yeah I didn't even you know this didn't stop me on my run other things do but this doesn't it's a badge of honor right a little yeah. blood nothing wrong yeah. with that yeah that, that's great um, so before we talk about running, let's talk about your dancing real quick. When did you start and how did you know you wanted to do it for a living? That's, um, you know, a really great question. I feel like I didn't follow the like traditional path that most, you know, students to professionals follow. I grew up in a smaller school in Atlanta, you know, so not the Atlanta ballet school, for instance. Um, and I stayed, I stayed with my small school because I felt like that's where I, you know, um, got the most out of my ballet training. But when I was younger, I didn't want to be a professional. Um, I just loved it, obviously, because I, I also played tennis and I had to drop, eventually drop one thing and I got more serious with ballet. Mm -hmm. Um and then, you know, I was late when I went to my first summer program. I went to a really small summer program in South Carolina. I was 16, which is late. Most dancers start when they're 12, 13, going to summer intensives. Oh, um, wow. And this Russian coach saw me and I wasn't even going to stay the whole time. I was going to stay for three weeks, which is, again, really short. Um, and he asked me to stay the full six weeks and perform at the end, the Black Swan Potida. Um, and I did. And then I came away from that experience um, going into my senior year. And I said, I want to be a professional. My parents got behind me like, I think also the teachers had talked to him like, you know, right. she has it, she has what it takes. And when I said, I'm in, I want to be a professional, my parents did not question me. I really attribute, you know, getting my foot in the door in my career to them because my mom just you know, I'm, I'm really going to date myself here, but my mom <laughs> helped me make VHS tapes to send out to companies like, <laughs> like, like hey, at least, at least they weren't anymore. beta tapes. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I was sending like VHS tape out and, you know, just waiting. Mm -hmm. It's a different beast now sending your info out to companies, but then I was just sending it out. And almost because I grew up in a small school, I was hoping for directors of companies to offer me like, you know, kind of an audition to come and take class right. with company as opposed to coming with to, to like a big cattle call audition, you know, where you have mm -hmm. the number and you're just like one of so many. Yeah. Um, and I did, I had a couple of those um, callbacks from directors and I would go to those companies and take class. And I ended up going to Colorado ballet. I had an offer from several companies. Um, one of them being Charlotte Ballet, then North Carolina mm. Dance Theater. Um, I took the job with Colorado Ballet and I had en ended up getting injured um, 
like half oh, man. the season, I broke my fifth metatarsal. It was brutal. And um, I thought, I don't know what I'm going to do. I didn't like, you know, it's Colorado Ballet, beautiful company, beautiful. Denver was a beautiful city. Mm. I just was so far away from home too, that I, you know, didn't know what I was going to do that next year. And um, Jean-Pierre Bonfou, the director, the then director of North Carolina Dance Theater called me out of the blue. And he was like, hey, I remember you auditioning from last year. And I want to like, I was thinking about you again. I was looking at your material and I want to offer you a job again. And I was just like, oh, wow. Away. Yeah. Cause I was like, this came at the perfect time. I'm from Atlanta. Charlotte's four hours away. I'm taking this job. So I did. And, um, I, I stayed with, uh, Charlotte ballet NCDT then for six seasons, I think. And then I had gone to Spain. My aunt and my uncle live in Madrid. I was visiting a friend who danced with the company in Madrid mm -hmm. and I took class and they offered me a job. I said, no. Um, and then exactly one year later, the same thing happened to me that happened earlier at Colorado ballet. So I had called my mom and I said, I should have taken that job last year. Like I wasn't ready last year to like move to Europe, but now mm -hmm. I'm feeling like, you know, I'm regretting that I should have taken that opportunity just for my own personal growth to do this. And the next day I had an email out of the blue from um, the company saying, Hey, we remembered you from last year. We have, Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was like, I mean, Sarah, Harkins, my best friend and business partner, she's just like, Alex, this is like, I cannot, whenever I tell the story, she's like, this has happened to her multiple times in her oh, career. <laughs> so yeah, so obviously I took the job and I loved it there. I stayed yeah. for a year mm -hmm. and then came back to um, Charlotte Ballet. And I'm so happy I did because I came back met my yeah. husband, we were walking our dogs in our apartment complex and kept bumping into each other and met my husband. And then the rest is history. We had actually, I retired one time. And so this is the third time I've left the company, but this is <laughs> third and final. Third and final. <laughs> I, I, I love stories that have what I like to call are a lot of God moments where you really can't explain how things work out because it's not rational, but yeah. it's, you know, it's God at his, at his best, just working out the, the little details mm -hmm. and, and covering up kind of maybe some bad decisions or whatever that, that we might've made or, or decisions that we would have done differently. Exactly. I, tell me how, how did running get how, how did, where did running begin in all of this? Um, okay. So I can't, I was on a layoff. So it was after I had my son, I would always just do, you know, like an elliptical workout, but it was after I had my son, it was after the now director of Charlotte Ballet had taken over Hope Mirror and her and I, we ended up like going to the gym around the same time. And she was like, oh, I'm getting on the treadmill. And we were kind of talking about, and she was starting to talk about pace. And then it just sort of inspired me. I was like, I'm going to get on the treadmill. And so I did. And then I, I would just start, you know, she was talking about just doing, she's like, easy, just do two miles, you know, under 20 minutes. And I was like, okay, okay. And then I just started with that. And I was 
hooked. I was addicted. And my husband, he's been running for years. Oh, actually, rewind. I'm sorry. I I actually started running right before I got pregnant with my son. I completely forgot. We had moved up to New York. We were living in Nyack, New York. Um, and I that was the second time I left the company. So the first time is when I went to Spain. This was the second time I moved up to New York with my husband. And um, he, you know, I was like, okay, I'm just up here. I'm retired. First time retiring from the ballet. And I, you know, wanted a nice workout and him and I would just run this path along the Hudson River that was really, really pretty. And he, like, I was just getting started with running and he used to make fun of me for making these like dinosaur noises when I was tired and I was getting like the stitches in my side (laughs) and I would be like, you know, real dramatic and throwing my hands in the air. And, but it was fun because it was bond, like real nice bonding moments for my husband and I, and like, you know, pushing each other and stuff. And like, you know, we would finish like a four mile run and, you know, mm-hmm. even if I was so tired, he would start sprinting at the end and I would try and catch up with him. Um, and then I ended up getting pregnant with my son and I kept on running for a little bit and then I just got tired and I was like, <laughs> okay, but I completely so- forgot about that. We used to just, you know, run and then our, and our apartment then too, it was like, a third story walk up. It didn't have central air. And I remember in the summer, you know, it's like when you're just, you can't stop sweating after a run. And I, we would stand in front of the window unit and just let the AC blow on us. And I mean, it was such good moments, but then I stopped after that. I completely stopped. And then fast forward, I came back to the company and that's when Hope started talking to me about like little stats and everything. And then I started running again and I was like, oh, I can do this. I got this. And then it's just been, been I've been addicted to it from there. It really is the only, especially now being retired for the Mm -hmm. final time. um, It's the only kind of like sort of high of exercising. Yeah you know, and like mental challenge too, that is similar to dance mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah. That's, that's now, and, and PS, and by the way, I have been picking up what you've been putting down with your VHS continued references about fast forward and rewind. Yes. But, yes. <laughs> so well played by the way. Uh, now. And me, foot and foot in the door. I heard that. <laughs> one. So, like, or tape in the door either way right i think we've all used those as a door wedge at one time or another but so tell us how you made the the transition uh from professional dancer to entrepreneur and tell us about everybody's ballet wonderful so sarah harkins and i we Mm -hmm. were um boarding a plane in 2019 yes 2019 to Montreal um, to rehearse for a ballet. And she was talking to me about, you know, these musicians were reaching out to her wanting to take like some sort of like, you know, ballet or um, ballet to help with posture for when they play their instrument. 
And then also these horse vaulters were asking her to come in, you know, because they were doing these sort of ballet positions on the horse and they needed some training, like, you know, what should my leg look like? How do I point my feet here? And um, I just looked at her and I was like, Sarah, like, I want to do this with you. Let's make this a business where we can basically offer ballet to anybody and how it can help, you know, any other specialty and, you know, art form. Um, and, and it can, you know, really like bring people up to the next level. So, um, you know, on that plane ride, I was like making a ton of different Instagram handles with possible business names. And we just were shooting back and forth ideas. And then we came off of that and we just like kept the momentum going and we got a graphic designer and we, you know, did our logo and then we had everything in place. So we had like Mm -hmm. our website in place, our logo, and we just were like, you know, we don't want any overhead costs. So we were like, I don't know what to do about uh, like a, a, where would we teach this? How would we do this? And then COVID hit. And then um, Sarah was Mm -hmm. like, hey, there is no better time to launch our business than right now because there is no pressure and we can just see who wants to like have our services virtually and then go from there. And I'm so happy that we did because we ended Mm -hmm. up with these really beautiful connections and these amazing clients that we still teach now. And that's, you know, it's like one thing has led to the other and it's been it's been a learning experience going from sure, you know, yeah. being a dancer in the company. Sarah and mm-hmm. I were just talking about, you know, like it's interesting being, you know, like in your thirties and a parent and you're a, a part of a group in a company. So you kind of have mm-hmm. to go with the group. You can't say like, Hey, I have a two o'clock rehearsal that I have to shift because I have a mm-hmm. conflict. Like, yeah. What when the rehearsal comes out, the schedule comes out, you have to comply to, and if you miss, it's kind of like a ripple effect for the whole group. Sure. Yeah. So that's you know that's that's a tough part of being you know like in your thirties and a parent and and still being a dancer, but it's also worth it. Like the payoff mm-hmm. is totally worth it. But being an entrepreneur, you're just totally in charge of your own schedule and the clients and everything. And that's been, that's been an interesting learning experience to see how Sarah and I work together as far as like, you know, who's handling the invoices, Mm -hmm. who's, you know, um, (laughs) just everything. But we both have a pretty like relaxed um, approach to, you know, stuff where Mm -hmm. someone drops the ball or, you know, we just kind of like, fist bump our way through it and we're like cool we'll do better next time let's like you know this wasn't handled the best but no blames put on anyone and we have a nice understanding where you know it's like someone's picking up the slack and then the you know the um like division of work is just always kind of shifting but I think we're both just happy to be in this together, like hand in hand, learning from each other. And then also learning from our clients too, like what works best for this specific person and how can we like enhance their experience. And um, so it's been, 
it's been unreal and sometimes like overwhelming in a good way to think about like us boarding that plane and having this like aha moment, like we can do this. And sometimes I'm like, we're doing this and we have like a beautiful amount of clients and they're all lovely people. Like I love like our vision and what we've attracted. It's crazy to see that in play. I love it. I love it. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm thrilled for you. And I'm, I'm thrilled for you making the transition and listen to you talk about you know, being retired three times. People might think that you're you know older than Tim, but right. you're nowhere close to that. And it's amazing <laughs> that, that you made Look that transition. <laughs> exactly. Easy, Tiger. Easy. <laughs> now, how, how can somebody find everybody's ballet and, uh, and, and take us from there? We're at everybody'sballet.com. So you can check out our website. Um, and we're also on Instagram at everybody's ballet. Um, and, you know, we're pretty relaxed. If anyone has a question, shoot us a DM, shoot us an email, and we're happy to like jump on Zoom, have a consultation, and figure out like That's how awesome. we can bring ballet to everybody. <clears throat> That's and to be and, fair, and just to be clear, it's right. it's bodies b o d i e s, not y apostrophe s. Yes, as possessive. Yes, thank you yeah. for that. Exactly, yeah. with the intent so being that bodies b o d i e s. Yes, exactly, exactly. So and right. find them right there at everybody's ballet.com and we'll have the link uh here in the in the show notes as well for folks so that's fantastic uh alessandra what a treat to meet you and you know and to find out about what you're doing yeah very exciting very exciting absolutely and the best of luck going forward with the business and with your family good for you thank you so much much. lovely talking to you guys (laughs) thank you bye The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events, with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Registration and more information is available at runcharlotte.com. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. New episodes are available every week, anywhere you listen to podcasts.